0: Hey guys, Wes and Ryan here letting you know that this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast is brought to you in part by Homefield, the premium collegiate apparel brand based right here in the United States of America, out of Indianapolis, just up the road. And these guys, they, they helped us as a sponsor last week. They're, they're a sponsor this week as well. Going to be a sponsor here for a little bit. And the reason we are so, so happy about this, guys, is this company is awesome. You hear this kind of stuff a lot. Um, but th- th- these kind of vintage college shirts have been all the rage now for a while. That trend's not going anywhere. And Homefield is-, is perhaps the very best company that does this. And these guys on Saturday opened up their Tennessee account. So you can go to homefieldapparel.com, and they got 15 things to choose from on that site. And these are a lot of things. Now, when you talk about vintage stuff, A lot of people have this vintage stuff, but what makes home feel different is they dig through the archives and the history of each school that they partner with. They find unique logos, mascots, and and moments to make really thoughtful decisions about what they put on these shirts for this school. And for Tennessee, they got 15 pieces of apparel, including T-shirts, hoodies, crew neck sweatshirts, all kinds, all kinds of awesome stuff. And in the past they've done things with Notre Dame, LSU, Texas, A&M, Wisconsin, Minnesota, U.K., a bunch of others. Now they partner with Tennessee, and they're partnering with Go Vols 24-7. And I'm telling you, I can finally talk about this stuff now. I think we both can, Ryan. Last week they sent us stuff, and we couldn't really talk about it until it came out. We couldn't really preview anything. Um, but now I can tell you all 15 pieces are out. Uh, you can see the a lot of stuff with the rifleman on it, a lot of really cool old smoky uniforms, Vol Navy, Pride of the Southland, these things came in, they are super soft, they are super comfortable, and since they came in now, uh, this was uh, last week, uh, my wife, has, who, who is pregnant, she can never find anything comfortable to wear, she wears that sweatshirt every single day now when she gets home, she just puts that sweatshirt back on, and this stuff is really soft and comfortable
1: it is and uh same same thing my, my wife has already uh, claimed the uh the sweatshirt that came in she she's a big fan of it uh really soft comfortable stuff and uh this is this is the kind of stuff that's right up my alley it's it's a lot of sports fans are, like the vintage looking stuff and that's definitely what they have and it's like you said it's it's a bunch of unique logos you can't find on on a, on really any other stuff uh there are plenty of tennessee merchandise out there not anything that looks quite like this and i think you saw that with the the on sale Saturday uh, a lot of excitement and, the, and some big numbers that, that homefield had with this uh, the launch of this line on Saturday so uh, obviously a lot of Tennessee fans taking notice of it and uh, rightfully so it's some high quality stuff
0: and you know the best part about this guys is right now you can go to homefieldapparel.com uh, you can also go you know through Facebook you can go through the socials there through through Twitter Instagram all those other things but the easiest way is you go to homefieldapparel.com Go click on whatever you want, put it in the cart, and when you go to checkout, put in promo code VOLS247. That's VOLS247, V-O-L-S-247, and you get 15% off of your first order. You can go to homefieldapparel.com, click whatever you want in there. doesn't have to be Tennessee, but uh, probably, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably Tennessee. Go in there, click what you want, lots of cool stuff, put it in the cart, click VOLS247 right there at the end for 15% off. That's homefieldapparel.com. What's gonna
1: happen tonight? What's gonna happen? We're gonna whoop them.
0: Have you gotten Rommel yet? Good morning, afternoon, evening. This is actually a time where it is sort of morning and evening time, we don't often record podcasts at this hour time. Grant Ramey is not normally awake at this time. Time, whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Govals twenty four seven podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here. Oh, we'll call this late on a Thursday evening, early on a Friday morning, perhaps. Recording this, obviously, much 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 later than we would normally. Record the Thursday edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. In fact, it won't even be out on Thursday. It will technically be out on Friday. Unless, of course, you're in perhaps the Mountain or the Pacific time zone. And the reason that we're doing this is because the NBA draft is going on right now. We're actually doing this live. Not live for you listening. But live for us as we're recording this. Before the second round of the NBA draft has completed. So things could change while we're recording this so we would have to adjust on the fly and as uh as bill o'reilly said right we'll do it live bleep it we'll do it live we might have to do that tonight grant since this is a basketball edition of the go boss 24 7 podcast we have grant ramey with us and grant i know that normally uh this is not an evening not a time of the evening in which you are awake and with us here in the living world how are you doing
1: I'm awake and with you here in the living world. That's all you need to know. I'm doing it live.
0: (laughs) We are are doing it live. I tell people all the time, we are always doing this live as we are recording it. It's live for us. It's live. Yeah, we are
1: alive. I can confirm I'm alive and uh, kicking for some reason. And you
0: know, fun fact, we we might be here in the uh, near future doing some more live podcast type things, so I'll have to take out the times where uh, some of us... Use an expletive. We will have to uh, come correct on a lot more things. Don't have to clean it up. Uh, but That's not now, but that could be in the near future, so keep your eyes peeled for that. The reason that we are recording this, as I mentioned earlier, is that this is uh, the, the night of the NBA draft, the annual NBA draft, and Grant, for the first time since 1977, Tennessee, the volunteers of Tennessee, have two players selected in the first round of the NBA draft. We weren't quite sure. Uh, exactly where Jaden Springer would be picked. You know, would he be picked in the first round? Would he be picked in the second round? we were all pretty certain that that Keon Johnson was going to be taken in the first round. It was just a matter of would he be in the lottery? Would he slide down a little bit? There were rumors of him sliding down a little bit. He ultimately does slide down a little bit. He goes down to number 21 where he's picked by the New York Knicks, but he will be sent to the Los Angeles Clippers. And then, just seven picks later, there—a touchdown later—there uh, will be a Tennessee reunion, perhaps, and uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers, with Jaden Springer going t- number 28 overall, if I can get my verbiage correctly, number 28 overall to the Philadelphia 76ers, so he will join Tobias Harris up there, and of course, recently, you know, he had played with Josh Richardson there until Richardson got traded to the Mavs, and so now there will be two Tennessee players playing at the same time for the 76ers again. Shout out to my college roommate from Reading. He will be very, very thrilled with that lifelong uh, Sixers fan from just outside of Philly there. Grant, how big of a night is this for Tennessee? I mean, we know that that there were some expectations of could one or both of these guys go in the lottery at some point, right? You know, Keon Johnson until very recently, a lot of people even going into tonight thought he would go in the lottery, thought he would go, uh, I think ESPN had him as the number 10 overall prospect in a couple of their best available selections going into the draft. Jaden Springer, some people had him down early in the second round, some people had him uh, in the first round at different points, it just was a matter of when, but bottom line is Uh, There are two Vols selected in this draft already, and uh, that's a historic thing for Tennessee. It's been since Ernie and Bernie.
1: Yeah, I mean, just optics-wise, anytime you're talking about something that hasn't happened in nearly 50 years, uh, I believe, including Jaden and Keon, if my math is correct, which is never a safe assumption, that Tennessee has 11 first-round picks in the history of the NBA draft uh, dating back to 1968, and they've had three of them uh, in the last four years here with Grant Williams in 2019 going 22nd overall. Uh, and then Keon at 21 and, and Jaden at 28 uh, in the first round of the 21 draft. So, I mean, just optical eyes, that's huge for Tennessee. Uh, I mean, when you kind of really kind of peel it back and look at it, you know, that, that 2021 season was not what anybody wanted at Tennessee. It didn't play out the way they wanted. You know, I don't know if COVID messed them up like they've talked about in the summer. Nobody really had the season they wanted to, including Keon Johnson and including Jaden Springer. But all along, Keon was projected as that guy that could go in the lottery. I mean, yeah, you're right. Uh, I think ESPN had him at number nine overall, entering today uh, in their best available player. So he had been sliding for the last few weeks. It felt like he was going to get around that 20th pick somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, and he goes to 21. But, uh, I mean, you know, what was sold on him all along was going to continue to be sold from January until now. Uh, He needed to learn how to shoot better. He shot 27% from the three-point line. He turned it over too much, um, but he lands at a place in, in uh, with the Clippers when he entered the draft saying he modeled his game after Kawhi Leonard. Uh, and he enters going to a Clippers organization that prides itself on defense and that just is coming off a conference finals trip. And then you look at Jaden. Uh, I was kind of concerned after Keon got picked and we didn't hear Jaden's name for a minute that he might slide to the second round. Uh, but he goes number 28 overall to the 76ers and some full circle when he announced that he was leaving Tennessee and he was going to be a one-and-done, he was the first guy to do that since Tobias Harris did it in 2011 because Jaden announced before Keon did his NBA intention. So, and and Jaden is another guy that goes – he didn't need to go somewhere where he was going to be depended on heavily from the get-go. He needed to go somewhere where they're a playoff team. It's a pretty decent franchise. they got a lot of talent there, and he can kind of fit in and grow on the fly. And not have to be relied on so heavily from the start. So two pretty good landing spots, even though both guys did kind of slide towards the later parts of the first round.
0: Yeah, and as we're recording this, you know, I think they're they're around the uh around the forty-six mark or so now there in the second round. Uh and and in all fairness, there is a possibility that as we're recording this, the the story could change a little bit because we could see Eve Ponds go, although we should note in all while we're speaking in all candor that there have not been many if any mock drafts recently of any note that have had Eve Pons going in the draft so he he looks like a guy who might be trying to go uh, sign a, a, a you know kind of one of those free agent deals afterward get into a rookie camp somewhere go to the summer league see what he can do uh, so we'll see with that you never really know exactly how things will go at that point and and we said all along that Eve Pons could be a guy who Even if he was going to go play in Europe, uh, he was just kind of ready for the next phase in his life. This is a married man, you know, worried about his family, wanting to start a family, doing all these things. And and he wants to move on to the next step in his life, which is understandable at his age. Uh, So he might be taken tonight. He might not be taken tonight. But regardless, I don't think he's going to sit back and and look and regret on anything, is he?
1: No, and I think there's a pretty big silver lining there for Eve. If you don't get drafted, you can kind of pick where you want to go. That could be the NBA if you have multiple teams calling you, interested in maybe a two-way contract or signing you as an undrafted free agent, whatever goes with that. Or do you go back home to Europe? Do you go to France? You, you know who's, What kind of interest do you have uh, in European basketball? So, I mean, with an international prospect like Eve, um, who could get back overseas, could get back home. I mean, that's huge for him. Uh, or if he does have multiple teams, uh, NBA teams calling and interested him with him after the draft, if he does not get picked here in the second round, uh, then that's huge too, because you can look at rosters, you can figure out what's the best scenario for you uh, and you can go from there. So I think it's, uh, it would be a shame if he doesn't get drafted. I don't expect him to, obviously, because we're recording this right now. Uh, but but if he doesn't, he still has those options on the table.
0: Yeah, and you just have to look across the league right now when you can see guys who have come to the to the league, either from the G League or from Europe. I mean, it does happen sometimes where guys go overseas and then they, then they come back. You never know. If you keep playing the game, you know, if Yves Pons becomes a more consistent scorer, then all of a sudden with his defense and, and that sort of X factor he provides there, you know he could be a guy who who makes himself an interesting prospect at some point. The you know he's not like he's the, the guy's twenty nine years old or anything. So there's a lot to uh, discuss there. We'll get more on that later. But in terms of of this draft and having these guys go in the first round, I, I know Grant that you said something a minute ago that is absolutely accurate, which is that Tennessee did not have the season that it wanted to have last season. We all know that there were frustrations throughout the. If it was the COVID stop and then start, I know they had a lot of guys out during preseason camp and not getting a chance to get all those star freshmen uh, some time to kind of gel together and kind of learn the system and do all those things you need to do. Whatever it was, uh, it did not work out for Tennessee. And then you have Fulkerson getting hurt uh, during the season, um, you know, then missing time at the end of the season. You have Jaden Springer hurting his ankle and then just really not being the same the rest of the season. I know he had some, some moments, but – He was not remotely uh, the same sort of explosive athlete late in the season that he was early in the season, and I will always believe that was a direct result of the ankle. So uh, that was a disappointing season for Tennessee. Uh, We don't need to go into that too much, but we need to admit that it's the truth. However, the way Tennessee has been recruiting lately, uh, guys come to elite, power five, sort of storied basketball conferences for a couple reasons. Uh, One, They want to compete for and win championships. Number two, they want to get to the league. And if you um, don't do either of those things, you are not going to recruit at a high level for for very long. Tennessee did not uh, necessarily compete for championships last season, did not have the season it was supposed to have, did not have the Final Four run that a lot of people thought, including yours truly thought, was possible for that team. But you take two guys who hope to be one-and-done players, they end up being one done players they go in the first round you can sell that you know I mean that that's something that in fact to some kids that might mean even more than competing for championships if we're being honest so if you are talking about the long-term health of the program Tennessee just signed another number two class uh, nationally uh, after having a top five class the year before that and if you take those guys you get them quickly to the league you can continue recruiting
1: at that elite level right for sure I mean you you walk you know, a few steps off the floor at Thompson Bowling Arena back towards the Tennessee locker room. And and one of the prominent displays on the hallway is NBA logos and names of players who have been on those rosters uh, that go with those NBA logos. So this is 100% something you're selling uh, as much as you can. I mean, you know, Kennedy Chandler, your your five-star point guard, the number one point guard in the class, the guy who was the headline and the anchor in this 2021 class that finished number two overall uh, in the rankings. He had interest from the G League. He could have gone straight to professional basketball if he wanted to, uh, but he wanted to play college basketball. He wanted to have his shot at, at an NCAA tournament, and he wanted to go play for Rick Barnes, who sold him on the fact that I've put other guards in the league. I can put you in the league. I, I work with point guards. I can get you uh, to the point where you're meeting your goal and you're going to the next level. And he's already going to be a guy as soon as these mock drafts and these uh, you know best available lists come out for the 2022 draft. He's going to be a guy that's in that lottery discussion as one of the best point guards uh, potentially in the group, so I mean, you're going to sell that as much as you sell anything. It's the results on the floor are one thing for sure, and Tennessee needs more of those in March to kind of take that next step as a program. But the way they're recruiting at such an elite level, Kennedy Chandler could be another first round pick. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, that's another five star guy that could be a first round pick down the line. Josiah Jordan James, at some point, it still feels like it's going to click for him. It and does. there's going to be he's going to be a really good basketball player, who's a draftable basketball player because I think you want him that kind of guy who can do a little bit of everything on the floor, and he's a really good guy off the floor. I think that's a guy you want in your franchise or organization. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, three first-round picks over the last four years is a pretty big deal, but it feels like it's also just kind of getting started based on how they've re- been recruiting the last few years and how they continue to recruit now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like Herb Jones going into the second round tonight, um, and he's a guy who – you know, for his career was a 7.3 points per game score at Alabama. And, of course, you know, and he, he I think his, his last season at Bama, he averaged, what, a, like 11.2, 6.6, and 3.3, I think, in terms of points, rebounds, and assists. Six foot eight, so he's about an inch or so taller than Josiah Jordan James. But still a, a guy who – um, Josiah Jordan James reminds me of at times uh, with some of the things that he does. So I, I think that the, you, at some point you're right. I do think things will click for Josiah Jordan James. Um, but my point there from the beginning was that if you're going to take these guys and you're not going to win necessarily, you're going to have a, a tough season on the court, or, you know, on the floor, I should say. Those things are going to happen. But what you absolutely can't do is have a season like that. And then have these guys who came, you know, as five stars, guys who came as potential one and done players, and then you end up making them second round draft picks. You can't have both those things happen. It's got to be, you know, you got to do at least one of those two things. And Tennessee has at least uh, Barnes has at least kept these guys uh, in the first round discussion. He's made them first round draft picks. That is something that matters for this program. And if you want to keep recruiting, you know, if. If you keep recruiting a few undone players in every class, that means you're signing classes. Look at, look at Kentucky's classes every year. You're going to sign bigger classes. That's just how it's going to be. And, and so that machine can never stop moving. You know, you have to be recruiting the, the 23s now, the 24s. You know, you're not just looking at 22s. You're looking at 23s, 24s, 25s. And if you want to keep stacking classes like that, you got to put guys in the draft.
1: You do for sure I I think if if Jaden had slid to the second round if if Keon had slid later in the first round or or potentially the second round I think you could sell it as you know it was a weird year for a lot of people like the Kentuckys like the Dukes of the world there are a lot of teams that had a lot of talent on their rosters that struggled um Tennessee was one of those teams I don't you know it seemed like all year if they took two steps forward they took two steps back and it was just a Uh, A frustrating group to watch, but but to still have those two first-round picks and to still be able to sell the fact that you're doing something at Tennessee that hasn't been done since 1977 when Bernard King went 7th overall and Ernie Grunfeld went 11th overall, I mean, you're you're selling the fact that you're doing something that hasn't been done in almost 50 years. So um, I think now that kind of we're kind of back to normal, they kind of have a normal offseason, a normal summer, had a little bit of a normal spring, Uh, you want to get back to that production uh, because you want to keep recruiting at that level, you're you're in on more five stars. Uh, after this run of five stars they've had over the last few years, they're going to continue to be on those five star prospects and kind of in the mix with those guys because of the level they're recruiting at. Uh, and if you're going to do that, yeah, you got to match the production on the floor, and you got to hope that translates into as many first round picks as possible.
0: We got a couple more things to discuss about this draft that's still going on right now. But then after that, we still got a couple more things we need to discuss. we got some stuff going on with, uh, with Fulky with the name, image, and likeness stuff. Uh, Tennessee has added another uh, commitment uh, in this, this week, you know, another basketball commitment, a local kid who has um, going to reclassify and going to go ahead and play for Tennessee now. So, so we got a lot of stuff to discuss, um, but we're a little bit overdue for a break now. So what we're going to do is we're going to step away, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, other fun things, And then we'll be right back here on the Go 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ad you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Grant Ramey coming to you from the Blount County Satellite Office of Govals 24-7 down in Merville. Talking Tennessee basketball in this episode because this is the night of the annual NBA draft, and two Tennessee players uh, have gone in the first round of the draft for the first time since 1977. Got Keon Johnson going number 21 overall. Uh, picked by the Knicks, but will be sent to the Los Angeles Clippers. Still wonder why the Knicks didn't just take him, but that's—I guess that's just the Knicks. The Knicks are going to nick, right? That's just what they do. Then 28 overall, uh, you got Philadelphia 76ers taking Jaden Springer. Uh, so Tennessee having two first-round picks for the first time since 1977. Uh, still waiting on seeing exactly where things are going to shake with Eve Ponds if he gets picked tonight. Uh, the second round is about a little bit over halfway done, I believe, at this point. So. Uh, this would be the point if he was going to get picked. This is when it w- would happen. So uh, we'll still be on air recording this uh, if that happens by the end of the draft. So we will let that be known by the time this is done recording. But we've got a few more basketball topics to discuss here in this segment before we do that. Going to take a quick reminder here, guys, if you could take about 90 seconds out of your day right now and go in and rate and review this podcast and mash that subscribe button, that would help us out a lot. If you're just listening on the website, we love you. Nothing wrong with that. Any, any way, you know, it's like Ron Swanson said, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. There is no wrong way to consume the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. However you want to get it, we appreciate it. But what would really help us is if you go in there, whether you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod. You can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, but it really helps us out if you go in there and you mash that subscribe button and if you rate and review this podcast because we do it for free and we're happy to do it. Uh, but the one thing, one thing that we really, really ask for is if you could go in there and you could... Leave that rating, leave that review. That helps more people find this podcast, and we can keep this thing growing like we've done for the past few years. Really appreciate it. that. Also, reminds you again that this episode is brought to you in part by Home Field, as you heard the commercial uh, before the podcast started. Uh, right now, you can go there, check out their vintage line of Tennessee T-shirts, sweatshirts, crewnecks, tank tops, etc. Really good, high quality stuff. Uh, They sent some here uh, to the to the studio. They sent some uh, to everybody on the staff to give around to some friends and family and whatnot. My wife loves this stuff. It's awesome. And if you go get this stuff right now, put it in the checkout card at homefieldapparel.com. You go to the checkout code. You click in govols 24 Or I'm sorry, Vols247. V O L S247. And and you will get 15% off of your purchase. So go on and do that. Uh, Grant, a couple things we still got to discuss here uh, before we move on and talk about some other things. going to wrap up some stuff with this draft. Something interesting that came out tonight, uh, and you and I both were, I don't want to say taken aback by this, but but a little bit um, not surprised necessarily, but it, I think it, it's safe to say it got the attention for both of us, was that there were some reports tonight, unconfirmed, uh, that Keon Johnson, there were some potential uh, there was a potential red flag at some point um, with health during the, during the process building up to the draft, and that might have been the reason that he slipped, not his uh, lack of perimeter shooting proficiency, not his lack of ball handling, elite ball handling proficiency, but perhaps some sort of a health red flag. And i got to be honest, Grant, I had not heard much of anything about that.
1: No, I haven't either. First, rewind. Who has a more elite T-shirt collection than I do? The answer would be nobody.
0: I can't. I can't think of anybody. I mean, maybe Will Ferrell and Step Brothers. That's about it.
1: No, nobody. Nobody has a better elite T-shirt collection that that pairs both vintage stuff and soft fabric. And let me go into advertising mode. Homefield. That stuff they send us. That's legit. It gets my stamp of approval, and I'm very picky about t-shirts.
0: Yeah, my wife, who is sleeping downstairs right now and probably waking up and hearing this voice and not being happy about it, uh, she is uh, she is she is very pregnant, and she is uh, having a hard time finding stuff that she feels really comfortable wearing. Uh, but that stuff that they sent us, uh, she you know, big Tennessee gal, she took all of it. She she she's wearing it, and she is not giving up that sweatshirt. I think you. It's like uh, the old NRA, Charlton Heston. You'll pull this out of my cold dead hands. I think that's the only way that you would get that sweatshirt away from her. She wears that thing every day.
1: Back to the the Keon injury stuff, as long as the injury list was for Tennessee over the course of the season, a lot of different guys dealing with a lot of different stuff. Uh, I I never remember Keon having any kind of injury situation going on. Josiah had a wrist. Folky had a back and a thumb. Um, Eve had a knee uh, issue at some point. He missed some time. I don't remember Keon being, Jaden had an ankle he missed. Time. I don't remember Keon being associated really with any injury unless I'm, uh, unless I've omitted it from my brain at some point uh, between uh, March and now. So I don't, and, and usually that stuff leaks. You, you want to, you know, from Keon's side of this, I would want that to leak that I'm sliding in this first round because there's something going on here behind the scene. So I don't, I don't know that stuff. It usually doesn't seem like that stuff stays under wraps and, uh, on draft night after he got picked uh, of all times was the first I'd ever heard of that. And I don't, I don't know how widely that's been reported. That's been confirmed at this point, but we talked with Keon for four minutes on zoom after he got picked and there was no mention of it. So I'm not sure where that comes from or, or what it's what's really going on there.
0: Yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't hear much of anything about that either. And, and I wonder You know, last season would have been the year when something like that would have a greater chance of kind of slipping through our fingers because we're, we're, uh, you know, I'm not going to toot our horn here, but we're usually all over that basketball beat, everything that happens all the time. But uh, we did not get nearly as much access this season. You know, you couldn't get around anyone because of the COVID stuff. So it would have been, you know, and and Barnes is usually pretty decent about having some practices open and letting us see some things. and, and, And so that, that, In a normal year, if something like that had happened, and if this did happen, it would have been easier for us to see that, you know, if it were some sort of an ankle or knee or shoulder or something like that. I do remember, I think at some point, there were a couple little wraps and bandages and stuff he was wearing, but everyone does that throughout the season. Everyone's always dinged up, so I don't know if it was something like that, or I don't know if it was something more serious than that. I don't really know. I don't want to speculate. I just think we had to mention that because we need to confirm that report, but we need to mention that it's out there, so that could be one reason potentially why something like this would slide because if just his lack of a perimeter shooting touch was the problem, you know you can teach someone to shoot better. It's not like he doesn't have touch. I mean, we've seen him have some games where he shot well. We've seen him be pretty consistent at times with that mid-range jumper. Um, You can teach someone to shoot better. What you cannot teach someone to do is, is to break the NBA combine record by leaping 48 inches off the freaking ground. You can't coach that that's something that a guy usually has you know you just you have something like that or you don't and, and so that to me uh, I, I don't I don't know if 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 some concern like that would keep him from going in the lottery I, I just we've seen guys in other situations like that before um, go and, and they were able to get those things straightened out at the next level so it that never really added up to me because I saw some players taken who I think were good players but I don't think their upside is anywhere near what keon johnson's is so that was a little surprise to me and and maybe just maybe that explains part of it
1: yeah i mean with keon you're you're basically going to have to break down his jump shot from the ground up and just kind of build it and develop it how you how whoever in the clippers organization that handles these things would want to build it i mean you're going to ask him to get on the floor uh to help you create turnovers to be a versatile defender um to be somewhat of a you know you want to model your game after quiet to try to like he plays on the defensive level. with that intensity that he has. uh, Create turnovers, build your offense off of turnovers and kind of the stuff that he did when he was at Tennessee. So maybe it was some kind of something medically uh, behind the scenes that nobody really knew about. Um, But it's it's also understandable if he did slide because people just weren't confident in his offensive game coming out of the combine, coming out of individual workouts. There was some sense of normalcy for this pre-draft process so they got a good look at him but still I mean it works out in them because you you if you're not going into that lottery that means
0: yeah I mean there's usually a reason for that you know there there's usually a reason if you're if you're slipping out of of the lottery if you're going down boards there's usually a reason for it and a lot of times that's reported a lot of times that's not you know I'm, I'm not aware of any any sort of a any sort of a red flag, you know, character-wise with Keon Johnson. He's always had, you know, high marks in that area. I've never really seen any problems there. He's always been kind of a good work good work ethic guy, you know, kind of good good discipline guy. i never really heard of any issues like that. So we shall see. Regardless, he still goes in the first round. Jaden Springer goes in the first round. And, and, and I'll say this about Jaden Springer, too. I mentioned this a little bit in the first segment. I don't think, especially after that ankle injury, that we saw anywhere near the explosiveness that that young man has. If you go and watch him, um, if you saw some of those sort of clips early in the season, uh, th- that kid can get up. That kid is explosive. He's got some fast twitch to him. Uh, he's not a Keon Johnson, but practically no one in the game is, if we're being honest. I mean, Keon Johnson's a guy who jumps 48 inches off the freaking ground, which is just phenomenal to think about. But – Jaden Springer's also got some twitch to him. He's also a good athlete, and I I just don't think. And Grant, you you were able to see more games in person than I was because of COVID restrictions. Did you notice sort of a difference in his sort of lift late in the season?
1: No, I, th- I thought he kind of came back from that ankle and had some pretty good scoring uh, performances. I, I don't think it. I don't think he's completely healthy, but I don't. I don't think it slowed him down. Um, A ton, I think one thing that hurt him is Tennessee not really having that true point guard presence uh, in their offense. Sure. Uh, One thing about Jaden, he's really talented. He can score at all three levels. He's not a guy where you really worry about his jump shot like you do with Keon. Uh, He showed you he can score, and he can score in bunches. But he's going to play off two feet. He's a little undersized. He's a little bit of a tweener. Height-wise, he's a little undersized. I think weight-wise, he's there, and he's got that strength that you want. But is he a point guard? Is he a shooting guard? He's kind of in between. Uh, you'd want him to have a little bit more height if he was going to be that shooting guard. But he's not really also he's not really a natural point guard, even though he spent some time there. So he's really hard to project to the next level because you're trying to figure out what he's going to do to help uh, an NBA organization, NBA franchise. Is he going to be your point guard? Is he going to be your shooting guard? So I think you've got to kind of determine what you want to do with him. Um, but I think he has that natural ability. Um, I think he's a guy that he's, he can find a way to get his own shot. I think he's really good at you know getting other people open, creating stuff, creating offense for, for players around him. Um, so that's an interesting pick at Philly, but I really don't think the ankle slowed him down too much, even though I don't think he was also you know, completely 100% healthy down the stretch.
0: Yeah, l- let me amend or clarify that. Uh, what I meant was I think there were some times – where some some balls that he laid in would have been dunks and he would have been finishing above the rim more and having a few more of those highlights, if not for that ankle. I think that's where it slowed him down. He was able to get back out there and play. He showed a lot of toughness. It didn't affect his jump shot too much. He was still able to kind of get some separation there uh, off off the bounce, and, and he was able to defend not quite at the same level but still at a pretty solid level. I just thought there were some times where – he could have been much more explosive. I think he could have probably finished above the rim and done some things if he had not been dinged up. Uh, if, if that makes more sense than what I said before.
1: Yeah. He he was probably thinking about it a little bit in other words. Yeah. That's probably
0: a fair way to put it. Graham, before we get out of here, a couple more things that we do need to discuss. Um, Big news for Tennessee in recruiting right now. We we sort of knew this was coming. We've been saying for a while this was going to happen. But Hanji Tamba, a a big man, a seven-footer from Knoxville Catholic High School, which, as we all know, is the greatest high school in the history of ever. Uh, Just been a pipeline for Tennessee and some other big programs in recent years. Um, Got a a commitment coming from the next class, uh, another big touted guard that's coming from there. Uh, But right now, this big man has committed to Tennessee, and he will enroll now seven footer a guy who is raw a kid who is skinny um, but a kid who has a lot of I think a lot of upside I think he runs the floor extremely well and we're going to hear this a lot but he kind of it's hard not to make some Kyle Alexander comparisons right
1: right I mean with with Hanje Tamba I mean he's seven foot he's I think we had him listed at 215 maybe that got put up to 225 I mean obviously he's uh, that's, that's not a lot of weight for a frame that big. So he, he's going to be a guy that's going to come in your program in red shirt. Uh, that's going to be the plan for him immediately. Obviously, if he's reclassified and moving up, he's basically saying, I want to spend my, my, a year in Tennessee's weight room instead of a year playing high school basketball, which, uh, the Kyle Alexander comparison was basically made the first day Tennessee offered him. That was the first name that I heard about who this kid was or who he could be at some point. And if you could get a Kyle Alexander out of a Hyundai Tamba, that would be huge for Tennessee because Kyle uh, played a big role for a lot of those really good basketball teams uh, a few years ago when they missed him when they lost to Loyola uh, in the tournament in 18. That was probably because Kyle was out with a hip injury and they hadn't missed him all year. And He was kind of their fix-a-guy, the rim protector at the back end of that defense. So if you're getting a guy in Hyundai who can can project to that and possibly be that, um, it's a really nice addition to a class that's already got the point guard, that's already got a couple wings, It's already got the uh, elite power forward, that's already got another uh, center that's 6'11, you know, kind of moving towards seven foot in Yonasaidu uh, for our prospects. So um, if you can add that at this point and it's in your backyard and it's BMA's Elite again, uh, another BMA's Elite product, that's the pipeline that you can keep going. Um, it's a nice addition for Tennessee. Yeah,
0: and, and and there's a couple things I can tell you about this kid because I obviously went to that school. That's why I always call it the best high school in the history I've ever known. Some people around there is his old coach, Mike Hutchins, is one of my favorite uh, just people around high school athletics. Known that guy just for years, just. Fantastic guy, absolutely. If you don't like Coach Hutchins, there's there's just something a little bit wrong with you. Um, but this is a kid who has um, – he's smart enough to, to go ahead and do this and classify up uh, because he has a GPA higher than 4.0. Uh, and he goes to – I joke all the time, but he goes to a really good high school, a strong academic school in a place where, um, you know, that, that sort of 4.0 plus GPA means something. And, and this is a kid who uh, is really mature. He works exceptionally hard. And you watch on the floor – You know, there's games where you can see like, okay, there's a little bit raw at times, but but the way he runs the floor, the rim running he does, the effort that he shows, um, the way that he's sort of developed as a guy with timing, with some of that shot blocking stuff that he does, and Catholic played a good schedule. I mean, he's played against you know the IMGs of the world and and things like that, and and with B. Maze, you know, he's been playing high 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 level competition in the summers. I, I just think this is a kid who we say all the time. It would have been really awesome if Kyle Alexander had been able to get an extra year sort of to learn at Tennessee, to, to, to kind of go through practice, red shirt, get in the weight room, this kid will get the opportunity to do that that Kyle Alexander didn't have. And, and so that – unless there's just a rash of injuries at Tennessee or something like that, which knock on wood, we'll see. Um, but he he can have that opportunity to almost spend a gap year in the
1: weight room. For sure. I mean, when Kyle first got here, uh, that, that was Rick's first uh, class he put together. That was Rick's first team. The roster was – extremely bare. Um, I remember writing something in November of Kyle's freshman year about how he got an offensive rebound to get some, you know, no name opponent in November and he put the ball back up and scored. And that was a big deal because that was a big sign of progress for Kyle who hadn't been playing the game very long. Uh, and you were kind of looking for those kind of baby steps in the right direction. That was one of them. And I think that's what you're going to be looking with Hanjay Tom. You, you talked about, you can't teach somebody to jump 48 inches at the combine. You can't teach somebody to be seven foot. Like Conjay is, or like who Russ is, but you got to be able to teach them everything that they need to go with being that seven footer. So they're going to have to teach him to be a rim protector at this level. They're going to have to get better. You know, he can run the floor, but they're going to want him to run at a different level. I mean, they're not going to ask him, obviously, to have the ball in his hand very much, but to just play the way they want him to play around the post. So it's going to take some time. You know, check back in a couple of years and see what this kid looks like because that's how they're going to slow play this. Um, but it, the, I don't see any reason not to uh, take this kid and see what happens and see what you can turn him into and kind of what you can build him and mold him. Um, he's kind of a block of clay right now, and you mold him into what you want him to be uh, because he hasn't been around the game that long, and he's still that young. So I think it's a nice gift for Tennessee uh, almost in August, so it's it's a definitely a, a different move.
0: Yeah, and everything I've heard about this young man from from people who know him pretty well is that – Rick Barnes and his staff, those guys coach really, really hard, and they will be able to coach this kid hard. This is a kid that you'll be able to push. He will respond to that. Uh, he will he he will work hard when you push him. So I, I think that this is something that's good, and, and it's – you know, if you can get – you know, we talk about the, all these one-and-dones. Tennessee's been signing recently, or, or more of them certainly than in the past. Uh, this is a guy that you develop kind of in the old-school way. It can be one of those maybe foundational guys in a program. So – I just I like this addition for Tennessee. I, I like the fact that that he's coming to Tennessee a year early um, in a situation where Tennessee's going to have a lot of talent. You know, getting John Fulkerson back now that's an even bigger deal because that gives you, you know, Tennessee didn't have to go push even more maybe in the portal for for an, you know the, another another big man or two because they got Fulkerson back and that was such a huge deal. And, and so they still. Uh, Where they were able to take that open scholarship, they were able to use it for for this young man, and I think this could be a good thing for him, a good thing for Tennessee, uh, and I I really, really like the move. And and speaking of Fulkerson, uh, before we get out of here, Grant, um, this is something that as soon as we saw what was happening with the NIL stuff, like the very first day, even Fulkerson himself tweeted the morning that the NIL law goes into effect He's sitting there tweeting that he wants to be partnered with PAL Sudden Service, which is a, a beloved uh, restaurant there. And you're in, your, your, uh, your in Fulky's native Upper East Tennessee area, the Tri Cities. Uh, you know, y'all are both Kingsport boys, so you, you've been around PALs your whole life. He talks about it all the time. I mean, Fulky is a guy who, he, I mean, I don't know what he talks about more, either PALs or whole milk, but, but those are like his two things that he just talks about consistently. And uh, it's just something that. It just had to happen, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it had to happen. Uh, it was the biggest no-brainer uh, in the history of the world. I think when NIL stuff was first uh, getting mentioned, you know, I guess a couple years ago, back when it was still kind of just getting, you know, getting the wheels turning on that whole thing for college athlete, athletics, the first thing he thought of was if this happens, John Fulkerson and Pals is is the match made in heaven. Uh, it's got to happen. It's a no-brainer. And when the NIL stuff did pass thinking about the basketball program the things i was thinking about you could you imagine what grant williams or Admiral scofield jordan bone those teams when they were yeah. you know having the run they had when they were ranked number one the win streak all that stuff what money they could have been making off of their name image and likeness i kind of felt bad for those guys but at the same time as bad a luck as john fulkerson's had as he's been had since he got to tennessee with the injuries. Um, either the elbow, the shoulders, the wrist, the wrist again right now that he's going through, and for him to come back for the sixth year and for him to have his fifth year in the way it did in the SEC tournament, though more pain, Finally, uh, some good luck for Fulky uh, to to be able to stick around for his sixth year and make a little money he's year.
0: Yeah, and there because there are a couple of other local businesses that are pretty well known and uh, that I think also will partner with Fulkerson. And, and you know he's got the uh, he's he's got that email address on his Twitter account now for all his Fulky business inquiries. The Fulky brand at gmail I think <laughs> is the site. And I wouldn't say that out loud except for he put it on his Twitter bio and he made it public. So now I'm going to say it and I don't care. But, uh, you know, Fulky, <laughs> Fulkybrand at gmail.com for all your, uh, all, all your Fulky business inquiries. Um, but uh, th- that that's something, seriously, that you mentioned Schofield and 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 Williams. And th- that was about as marketable a duo as I can remember in a while at Tennessee. I, I mean, I guess back in the day you could have done like a Herd and Kamara one uh, back when they were there because they were both, you know, high-profile guys. But just the way that this fan base embraced – Williams and Schofield and that that crew I mean you could have had you know Grant Williams doing like nerdy stuff with like local board game people and things like that and you know Admiral Schofield you could have put his you could have put his pretty face anywhere you know I mean that guy you know he's like as as he pops on screen you know he's a guy who uh with that big personality that big smile he's a guy who who probably would have made a killing with NIL his final season at Tennessee but uh I think those guys are still making a little bit of change playing basketball so I think I think they'll be all right
1: yeah, they they got paid pretty good, and uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to check out this, this Fulky brand, uh, this this Twitter bio, Fulky Brand at Gmail, whatever it is. As the kids say, what a time to be alive! When, yeah. when fulky has got a brand, uh, and he's selling it.
0: Yeah, I think would you step down from your post at Go Balls twenty four seven in order to run Fulky Brand? You know, because you could take you could take his sort of you could take his sort of sloppy haircuts, your sloppy Photoshop skills. You could really have I something mean,
1: there. Is it even a question?
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: So if you're listening you out there. Before you finish your sentence, is it even a question?
0: So you can email to, uh, you, you, can, you can email can uh, at gmail.com and you can uh, ccramiebrand at gmail.com and you can, uh, you can get things together. But seriously, before we step out of here, Grant, is there anything uh, that we need so, to know about you know kind of focus with that wrist how it's coming along i've seen him you know they do their annual picture where they're all sitting there lifting weights and everything and, and they've all got their shirts off and he's out there doing that how uh you know and so he's in the weight room he's still doing things do we know how he's doing physically right now
1: i, I don't think it's anything too concerning obviously it's another injury for him to deal with but it basically it, it amounts to what is just an off-season surgery where you're trying to clean something up obviously this wasn't just something they're trying to clean up this is a Injury that happened off campus back in May when he was working out on his own. So it's something he's had to deal with, but it's also, you know, it's something that he's dealt with numerous times in the past. Josiah James had uh, some kind of wrist surgery as well back in the spring to clean up something, uh, that injury that he had against Kansas that had bothered him in the second half of the season. So outside of missed time this summer and uh, a chance to work a little bit more, I don't think you're missing a ton And with a six-year guy. I don't think you're very worried about uh, what you're missing there.
0: Well, I think that should just about wrap us up. I always ask this. I always know the answer, but uh, Grant, you got anything else?
1: No, especially not at 1238 AM yeah. on whatever day this is.
0: Yeah, we're going to go ahead and let you get out of here and get some sleep, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. See you. And that should do it for this edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening, guys. I know we got this out a little bit later than we normally would on a Thursday, but, uh, you know there was an NBA draft going on, so you know we, we, we had to do it this way. So so thanks for understanding that, and uh, we'll, we'll be back on schedule hopefully starting next week with football kicking up and everything right there. So thanks for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm West Rucker twenty four seven on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P Brown twenty four seven on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan twenty four seven on Twitter, and obviously. There's FulkyBrand at gmail.com, which I need to mention again, because if I keep mentioning it, then he might get of hilarious things in that email address. And I'm, I'm sort of hoping, Fulky being Fulky, uh, that, that we can make that happen, because uh, it would be fun to torment him a little bit, because uh, he, he's the kind of guy who would laugh at that. Uh, if you want just Tennessee news, nothing else on your Twitter feed, you can get that at twitter.com slash 247 You can also go to facebook.com slash 247 where we update that page around the clock. Uh, pretty much all every hour every day we got stuff going on there. Not just Tennessee stuff, but stuff that we think Tennessee fans would be interested in. Uh, but if you want that that best, just pure, unfiltered, delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain Spring Water right from the tap, go directly to goballs247.com. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Go directly to goballs247.com. The best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. All kinds of stuff they're going on with Tony Vitello and his 1.5 plus million dollars a year now. All things Lady Vols with Maria Cornelius, the award-winning Maria Cornelius who covers all things Lady Vols all year round for us. You can also uh, go. We got a couple of forums that run round the clock on there, the Checkerboard and the Summit. Anything that's not political or religious in nature, you can discuss with us all day, every day. That's what we're there for. And you get all that. So we're talking a couple dozen, usually content items a day. You know, interaction with us on the boards, all of that, you get that for the low, low price of less than one mediocre lunch per month. And if you pay us that rate, which is less than one mediocre lunch per month, after your free trial, by the way, after that, if you pay us that full price, which is still really reasonable, you get access in perpetuity. As long as you're paying us, you are getting access to Paramount Plus for free. That used to be CBS, the streaming platform. Now it's Paramount Plus, and if you listen to this podcast once, you've listened to it. You know what I'm about to say now, or what I usually say. But there are just thousands and thousands of things to watch on that platform: shows, movies, access to five great channels, uh, you know, NFL, PGA Tour, Champions League, Europa League, SEC Sports, Fall Sports, all of that. That's a 100 plus dollar annual value for free that we will put in your pocket. Nobody else can do that, guys. We can do that. So you should go take advantage of that at goboss 247com If there's no more breaking news, you should hear from us on Monday as we kick off preseason camp time for the Tennessee football team. So you know what that's going to mean, guys. Lots and lots of news, lots of stuff on the website, lots of podcasts, lots and lots of things in Heupel's first season. So stick around. Until then, wash your freaking hands. Wear those freaking masks if you need to. Keep your distance from each other. Guys, we want to have a football season. We want to have a basketball season. Let's get together. Let's be together. We can do this. See you.
1: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level.